Neuralink wheels out a monkey with a brain chip to get new human recruits. You're muted, Ben. Oh, thank you, Rob. <laughs> Not sure how that happened. Okay, the latest AI advancements alarm the world with the threat of a Terminator future. Super pigs, dubbed an ecological train wreck, threatened to invade the United States through Canada. And the real pirates take over San Francisco Bay. Is the world getting weirder or are we finally just looking at it with fresh eyes? And this Friday Night Live also join Ben and Rob for Rise.TV exclusive segments, a live Q&A and the top 10 weirder news of the week to keep you laughing. All right. So we'll see you guys out on the edge. And if you're listening to our Edge of Wonder podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or elsewhere, or elsewhere, please give us a five-star rating and review to help us reach more people. And awesome. remember to like, follow, and subscribe on YouTube, Rumble, Ganjing World, Twitter, and Facebook. Ben, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing, Rob? Good. You're uh, looking fresh yeah, today, like... like <laughs> do on a on a warm <laughs> winter's day i don't know what i'm trying to say i don't know what you're trying to say either but it's all good um i'm having issues with this camera though i don't I know see that that lightsaber <laughs> behind you is usually blue and now it's green <laughs> <laughs> well i can change colors so yeah it went i decided like christmas colors so mm -hmm. anyway <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a few um uh, cool things to look at here. How to survive in the water. I think Lindsay's going to bring this up. Check this out. This is funny. What if you go in with your clothes on? First thing. Shoes off. Get those pants off. Immediately. And relax when you do it. Big breath. He's drowning. What does... Uh... That took him forever to get his pants off. <laughs> this guy is a professional. Now, what do I do with these? Check um, this out. This will become my life jacket. Tie the legs together. 
and a knock. They are together. Now check this out. Is this a Watch joke this. or is this real? <laughs> I'm gonna get some it's air. real. And look what's happening. So all I'm doing is flushing air into the pants. Now, if I grab this, now what look. kind of pants though? Let's get a little fancier. Jeans. Wow. That's it, folks. Pair of pants. Thank Coach Mike. Keep a little wet once in a while. Nitro. So air stays in. Guys, I gotta float here for a long time. If I start running out of air in the pants, start putting more air in the jeans. Refill. That's pretty interesting, Look actually. That is. No. I'm safe. Have a great day. Learn how to swim. <laughs> Learn how to swim. Learn how to swim. Still doesn't save you from sharks, though. So that's true. <laughs> that's true. If anything, it makes you more vulnerable because your skin's exposed. True. Yes. All right. Do you live in the best place in your time zone? Do you live on the wrong side of your time zone? There's a fascinating study that shows differences in your sleep, overall health, and productivity depending on where you live in the United States. Why does it make a difference while you live? Well, follow me for a second. Let's take the Eastern time zone, for example. Everybody in the Eastern time zone is experiencing the same time. However, because the earth is round, is it? Because the earth <laughs> is round, people that live on the Eastern part of the time zone are actually gonna have sunset earlier than people of the Western time. So for example, if you live in Greenville, North Carolina, which is my hometown, sunset tonight is at 5.01 p.m. But if you live in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is still in the Eastern time zone, but it's the Western part of the Eastern time zone, Sunset tonight is at 5.35 p.m. So what does that later sunset end up meaning for you when it comes to your sleep, your health, your productivity? Well, the authors of this paper decided to take a look. What did they find regarding bedtime? This is so freaking cool. So the lighter um, areas are the earlier bedtimes, darker is later bedtimes. As you move across the time zone, as you go from east to west, bedtime tends to get later. Look, light and then darker, light and then darker, light and then darker. One glaring exception to that rule, this little spot right here. Vegas, baby. So what does that end up meaning for overall sleep? Well, folks live on the eastern part of time zone end up sleeping on average 19 minutes more than those that live on the western part of that same time zone. And if you don't think 19 minutes a day is very much, it translates into 115 hours per year. And wow. the authors of the study found that the 19 minutes of decrease in sleep was associated with a higher risk of heart attack, obesity, and diabetes, uh, as well as a 3% increase in wages that could do to less productivity. Sleep is awesome. The, the the main thing I, I but really they just need to get rid of the uh daylight savings time altogether that's i also the think they should just throw out ohio like ohio <laughs> <laughs> or that too yeah I, I mean it, it drives me crazy now that especially in the like i mean like in ohio in the winter it, it would start getting dark at like 4 30 and it's just it's so Oh yeah. Uh, the, the further North you go, the worse it is like at the top of Maine, it's absolutely ridiculous because you're higher, which means less light already. And you're as far East as you can in the United States. So right. you're, you're, it's like three when the sun's going down, like three 30, you're three. It's totally ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's yeah, it really is. Drives me crazy. So anyway, kind of I still would rather stay up 19 minutes and risk that then go to bed 19 minutes earlier every day yeah not that <laughs> cool all right this is weird the world economic forum 
Um, they were promoting some toy as an emotional model, and it's AI, and it reacts to how you treat it. Look at this. This is scary. Morphine fits in the palm of your hand. It's AI emotional model, meaning it reacts to the way it's treated. Just like a real pet. Mofflin is among the winners of the Smart Toy Awards. Wait, this is from the World Economic Forum? to create an interactive play experience. Well, I don't think the World Economic Forum makes anything, so it's promoting this thing. Because uh, it because it's promoting Klaus Schwab's yeah. fourth industrial revolution. Yeah. Speaking. So it's like, why have a real pet when you can have an AI pet that reacts to your <laughs> way you treat it? <laughs> Thanks. Dude. That's so crazy. <clears throat> yeah. Why would you do that when you go? I guess it doesn't poop and you don't have to feed it. So there's some benefits, but it will destroy you. Yeah. Well, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> so we're going to jump into the man. My, my, I, my camera is like, I keep it keeps turning like really orange. I don't know what's yeah. going on. With no, that. You're, you're the Easter Bunny today, Ben. It's cool. <laughs> Long so. holiday. If you guys liked that AI topic, we're gonna get into that a little bit later too. Yeah, we definitely will. Um, yes. Next on our list, though, we have the population of hard to eradicate super pigs in Canada is threatening hey, to invade know. the U.S. It's really not nice to call Canadians pigs for trying to enter the U.S. Oh, they're actual pigs. Never mind. <laughs> so um, an exploding population of hard to eradicate super pigs in Canada is threatening to spill south of the border in northern states like Minnesota, South Dakota and Montana. So these so pigs are like kind of like they're feral pigs. But see that one on the bottom with a really long snout? That looks a lot long a lot more like a, um, a boar. So I'm it's thinking more. these wild pigs, they're like boars or a cross between these pigs and the boars. And like, that's weird because we already have a massive boar problem in the South. Like hunters go out every year just to take care of these things. They're like shooting them from helicopters. They go and they destroy all, all kinds of homes in the South mm -hmm. and barns and all kinds of stuff. So what are Canadians doing with wild boars? I thought those things were only down in the South, really. That's weird. Yeah, I know. It's, so so I guess what makes these things so crazy is that they re, they can reproduce really quickly. A, a so can have six piglets in a litter and raise two litters in a year. So that's a lot. Yeah. Six, that, five, yeah. That 65. means this would go ahead, Ben. Say, tell them. Well, that means 65% or more of a wild pig population could be killed every year and it would still increase. So that's insane. 65% yeah. of the population could be killed off and it would, it, it would make no difference. Well, I'm sure it would make a little bit of a difference. It's just you, yeah, like how do you kill that many pigs in a year? Like, that's out of control. Like in a minute, these things are going to become like New York city rats where you just can't get rid of them. <laughs> right. Where are they coming in from? Do we know what state they're coming there? Well, I mean, down from? well, they're going into Minnesota, North Dakota, Montana, and then they are um, from Canada. So it's just super weird. All right. As long as they stay um, away from the, the East, I think, I guess we're fine. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, 
Yeah. And it, they're actually saying hunting makes the problem worse. The success rate for hunters is only about 2% to 2 to 3%. And several states have banned hunting because it makes the pigs more weary and nocturnal. <clears throat> yeah, they're, it's, it's like they're either they're, they're getting harder to track down and eradicate because of that. that so instead of like, during the day, they'll just go out right. at night. So was this article written by Canadians? That Probably. sounds like that does sounds like not that doesn't make any sense. Like, so there's it's no funny. answer to this problem. Let's just be nice to the pigs that are yeah. destroying everything. Yeah, you. I well, I, I, I guess they don't. They wouldn't have any kind of like natural predator to hunt them, like a, like wolves or anything else. So that's just. It makes you wonder where this came from. And if, if this is like a man-made thing, you know, like the, these super pigs, like we're, like what, out of just nowhere, these pigs, you know, they had to come from somewhere. Either they were let loose or got loose or something happened here. Or were they were they bred specifically for these purposes? So are they like a weird hybrid gen genetically modified pig, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Canadians seem a little too apologetic to breed this thing. So it has well, to be natural. Canadians. Yes. But politicians in Canada, that's a different story. <laughs> you called it Canada. Love it. Canada. Did I say Canada? No. Yeah. Let's just call it Canada from now on. Yeah. <laughs> fellow Canadians. <laughs> My fellow Canadians. <laughs> uh anyway well you guys we're gonna be doing some more weirder news later on in the show or our top 10 uh the top 10 weirder news segment that we have over on rise tv so join us for that all right and let's get into the new and improved christmas bendella effect <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. Wow. So, Rob, you—I don't know if you've heard of this or not. I—I—I I, I swear, I've only encountered this. I just thought it was a meme. I didn't know it was actually a real thing. But upside down Christmas trees in home, in homes, real or fake? You're like, what? <laughs> never heard of that before in my life. I have never heard of this either. This is actually a real thing. So typically we have, we have like normally normal facing Christmas trees, but there's literally a Christmas tree that is upside down. It's Lindsay. You can scroll down and, and you can actually see these, these photos here. That's just like, Oh yeah. Okay. This is a real thing. They are hung from the ceiling with the star or the tree topper facing the floor. Like this is totally insane, but this is, truly a real thing and then i started thinking I like is this like just... in a dr seuss movie yeah i know and i'm like is this just like something that just happened within the last couple of years so i looked it up believe it or not this dates all the way back to the seventh century <laughs> bunk our monk um boniface uh benedict monk um boniface saint boniface the uh, eighth century english monk He's the one who created this and you can literally buy this stuff on Amazon on, on like every shopping place. I think target even has it. And it really wasn't until the 12th century that people started decorating their homes with an upside down Christmas tree, which 
I don't even, I, I didn't even know it started yesterday, let alone like hundreds of years ago. So right. can we ask everybody in our chat here on rise TV, have you guys ever heard of an upside down Christmas tree? Cause <laughs> I have not, I can't, yeah. I don't, I've never heard of this before. So some people thought that they might've hung them upside down due to space. Like if, if you don't have like a big home and you don't have the space for, for a Christmas tree, they would hang it upside down. And that would be another reason why, but I, I, and like, there's this meme that was going around maybe a year or so ago where it has an upside down tree and it looks like it's coming out of a portal. And I just thought that was it. I was like, Oh, that's kind of clever. You know, this tree's coming upside down and it looks like it's coming out of a portal. Well, lo and behold, this is actually a thing putting Christmas trees upside down. So like, I, 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 generally <laughs> speaking, I have to say this is absolutely moronical because <laughs> if you if you don't have space in your house, you buy a smaller tree. You just you buy a mini tree. You don't hang the tree from your rafters or upside down. That's not yeah. the solution to that problem. I completely agree i i don't know and every and, and, I, like i've heard no one here has said yes one person said yes well there's like a 30 second delay so we have to kind of wait about it but um so fast forward to the 19th century and the tradition changed people to hang their christmas trees in their homes yeah so i, I this is like i used to use like chandeliers or hooks but I'm, I'm like this doesn't make any sense to me why the heck would you do this it's so much trouble and so much work I don't know. I, I just, it's an enormous amount of work, like way more work to hang one upside down than it is to yeah, put and one then upside down. How would up. you put all the, all the stuff on the tree? I guess you, you buy the tree where everything's automatically on it and you just hang it up. But it's, I've never been to a house that ever has this. I, I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, you know what? I bet if we look into it more that the tradition started in Ohio. <laughs> I'm just putting it, I'm just putting or, it out there. I, or Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should just Ohio should just go up there with Canada. It just doesn't really make sense. Just Ohio. kidding. Ohio that some people do it to keep it away from their cats. What? That's well, okay. Here's one thing, though. I can see that, but still, um, I did a little bonfire outside the other day. Here's another reason this is stupid. Um, I did a bonfire outside the other day. I was just burning stuff in my backyard because there was too many like loose branches and different things that were on the ground. If you put pine in a fire, dude, that is the fastest way to start a house fire is like the Christmas tree wow, pines. That's Those things go up like fuel. It's crazy. Mm. Crazy. Yeah. You put that on your ceiling and if the fire starts from those lights, it's all over real fast. No chance for extinguishing that anyway yeah lindsay's got a good question here do you put then put the presents on the ceiling that's what i was wondering like what what do you do <laughs> it's just it's so weird <laughs> i i i just can't even imagine walking into a home and like seeing an upside down christmas tree i would just be like what you, like what is this is I, I i don't know I just, I never heard of this. And then I just was shocked to find like every store sells them. And so anyway, very strange. That's for sure. It All is. right. We're, we're going to show a trailer and we get back. We're going to have our metaphysical minute coming in to this. So. 
A heart patient, another dimension, and rap sensation Kid Cudi combine in a miraculous story. An unseen helping hand alerts a woman right before a dangerous near-death experience. Unexplainable winter survival stories see more than one woman frozen solid and then return from the edge of the grave. An eating disorder recovery, a near-death experience, and an impossible sign from heaven change a skeptic's heart. Miracles. Amazing supernatural events. Astonishing brushes with death. They were said to be just stories. But these real-life experiences prove there's more to this world than meets the eye. Want to feel hope and Christmas cheer? Join Edge of Wonder for Christmas miracles and near-death experiences. <laughs> Transition. Well, hey, everybody. This is an interesting metaphysical minute today. Okay, so the title here is A Brain Injury Removed My Ability to Perceive Time. Here's what it's like in a world without it. This is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Megan Bowdry slumped in a wheelchair in her doctor's office. The clock above the door ticked erratically as if someone outside the room was winding the gears forward and then turning them back every few seconds. The words Dr. W spoke seemed to fall from her mouth, then slowly float across the room one by one. To Megan's ears, the doctor's speech was devoid of any cadence, unable to hear the pauses that indicated the ends of her sentences. Megan kept interrupting her. A month before this doctor's appointment, lupus, the chronic autoimmune disease Megan had lived with for the past four years, had spiraled out of control. In rare cases like Megan's, lupus can cause severe brain inflammation. She'd first realized she was seriously ill when she stood up after teaching a violin lesson and forgot how to walk. Her legs didn't work. They simply refused to lift from the floor. Megan forgot her favorite color was red. If she even liked yogurt, childhood days telling ghost stories around a campfire with her family and leaving for college. Quote, I hallucinated fireworks in onto my bedroom ceiling and stared as the air around me appeared to ripple like water, unquote. She repeated. <clears throat> hmm. She repeated himself. <laughs> she repeated herself over and over. Sorry, we just made a little mistake here. That's why I'm laughing. She repeated herself over and over when she remembered how to talk because her short term memory was messed up. The scariest part uh, was that she had trained as a professional musician, but now that she couldn't mark time, she might not ever be able to play the violin again. Being unaware of the passage of time felt like being trapped in a single chaotic moment that never ends. I had no way of knowing how long I'd been sick for, when my caretakers would bring me dinner, or how long my recovery might take. Without a sense of time, seconds stretched indefinitely into the future. When I asked my caretakers for food or coffee, they seemed to disappear for hours before they returned. This is really bizarre. Scientists have been finding that not just one area in the brain is associated with tracking time. There are several trillion temporal processing units in our brains, and the brain is less localized than we once thought. One doctor said that 
that is a specific piece of information, i.e. your grandmother's face, does not reside in a precise location in the brain, but may involve tens of thousands of different small processing sites throughout the brain, stem, and cortex. Gradually, Megan learned, or she had to relearn, to play a viola again and used a metronome to help her keep time. Interestingly, using a metronome has been found to help brain trauma patients recover their sense of timing. Yeah. So, wow, that's that's interesting about a metronome. But well, also, you know, like the brain fog that she had from her brain, like swelling or whatever. I mean, yeah. imagine sitting there for a couple of minutes and you actually perceive hours going by before, like you ask, like you ask for coffee. Literally, hours go by before you get it. That's weird. It, yeah, I and well, in like drugs and psychedelics, will 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 also change your whole perception of time too. Um, that is true. Yeah, That's it, true. It, I mean, it, it will. And, um, you know, it, like if people describe having like a bad trip or whatever, you know, it's like every, every second <laughs> feels like, like hours. Also, Ben, have you ever had like a hypnagogic experience? Like when you're dropped down into like the theta wave, um, length and you like have a vision or it's mm -hmm. like right. So it's right before you're asleep fully. You're in that like yeah. in between space. Yeah. yeah. I feel like. If you have an experience in that split second, it almost feels like it was really long and a lot of information came in. You mm -hmm. ever have that experience? Yeah, I have actually. And dreams are the same way. I mean, really, it's like you can. It's like our dream space is yeah. faster than 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 our um our time here. Like you you could literally have this whole dream and all these things happen and only like five minutes went by. You know, so that that's also really interesting to um to note and and of course like meditation like you were saying as well um it can also yeah change your perception of time if you're just in that it's like when you're in that state where you're just in a very blissful state it, it's like time can just go by really quickly or it just seems like it's going by really quickly it can also seem like it's taking forever too but <laughs> yeah but, yeah, it's kind of uh, all of that definitely is well, hey, real. So, well, hey, you guys, we um we just showed a, our trailer to <clears throat> basically show you some of our holiday content on miracles um, and happy holidays to the rise.tv family this year. And always, we're so mm -hmm. thankful for you guys for joining us here in the live chat and for helping us create such a positive environment and for making it possible to reach people with our content. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's why we actually have a bunch of exciting things going on right now. So first, we have a limited time holiday sale starting today, Black Fi Friday, 2023. You can get 25% off a yearly subscription, which comes out to just $7 a month, if you can believe that. So this is a huge deal. There's a new, uh, a brand new uh, series of episodes coming out every Thursday between now and New Year's Day. Um, yesterday's episode was about Christmas miracles and near-death experiences. A lot of people loved that. You definitely got to check that out. Others will be on uh, unexplained events, real-life Santa stories, divine inspiration, dumb criminals, and more Christmas miracles. Yeah. <laughs> we have yeah, new... We have Oops, go ahead, Ben. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, we have a few different uh, yeah, near-death experience uh, episodes coming out. You know, and we, we had some like 
kind of more darker ones for Halloween. And so these are really refreshing and great and uplifting and really inspiring. And, um, you know, we were really happy about these. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And just as a heads up, you guys, we have a new updated rise.tv, uh, branding that's coming out. We're rolling that out right now. So check out our updated logo designs, which you'll start seeing in different places. Um, we've also got a rise.tv app where you can now create a watch list, save your favorite videos and have a better live chat experience. Um, and as always, you can hop on the live chat on rise.tv, but now you have an excuse to wish your rise friends a happy holiday while you're watching our holiday series. Um, <laughs> yeah. And just to, you guys, we couldn't do this without your support. So when you support our mission with a rise.tv subscription, uh, we can reach a lot more people. So we're so thankful for all of you guys um, now and all year long. Yeah. Thank you guys. All right. Yeah, really. We couldn't do it without your guys' support. And thank you for being with us all this, all these years, actually. It's crazy. So It is. It's awesome. All right. Well, we're going to move into this really bizarre story going on of Elon Musk's brain implant startup, Neuralink. They had a show and tell, and uh, yeah, a monkey showed up. <laughs> so this event featured a demonstration of a monkey operating a virtual keyboard as the firm showcased its technology. Oh, this isn't the monkey, Lindsay. That's Elon. What are you trying to say here? Oh, sorry. My bad. Uh, you might want to scroll down there. Um Quote, developing brain-computer interfaces is an interdisciplinary challenge. The careers page reads, we're looking for we're looking to hire a wide range of people with diverse engineering, scientific and operations expertise. So this is really interesting. This is this whole thing is a recruitment drive, right? So the job openings require no prior experience in neuroscience, according to Neuralink, as the company will teach you everything you need to know. <clears throat> quote, a lot of time people think that they couldn't really work at Neuralink because they don't know anything about biology or how the brain works. Musk said during the event on Wednesday, the thing we really want to emphasize here is that you don't need to because when you break down the skills that are needed to make Neuralink work, it's actually many of the same skills that are required to make a smartwatch or a modern phone work. So they're basically saying that this whole thing is going to be compartmentalized the same way that like iPhones are compartmentalized mm -hmm. into all these different departments that do different things. Now, the San Francisco based Neuralink, which was co-founded by Musk in 2016, aims to build the first neural implant that will let you control a computer or mobile device anywhere you go, according to its website. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, we get any uh, photos of this monkey? I kind of want to see a monkey with a chip in its head. Yeah, well, yeah, is there? I don't know. Okay. She's looking for it. Okay. I mean, I, I it's the closest thing they can use with humans, right? I guess they can't experiment with humans in this regard, but um I mean, I can see why you would want to do this, but yeah, especially if you have some kind of like neurological disorder or you know you can't function right or or you know you had some kind of accident or you're born a certain way where you, you you've you've lost like certain motor functions in your body so <laughs> is that elon musk in his room looking out the window on his computer or is that a monkey that is kidding. a monkey 
Yeah. But, yeah. you know, what what is really, I mean, with all, and then with all this AI stuff and everything else, this is where it just gets really scary. I mean, what if, what if these things can get hijacked, these chips in your body? And that's, I think, the biggest concern that people have with all of this. So what are the risks? So, yeah, this has been a major aspect to this. <laughs> it's, like, is it of, it's actually kind of funny that the that there's a monkey with Neuralink in its head and monkeys are often referred to as the missing link. So it's sort of like because like of, you know, the evolution theory. Mm -hmm. So it's like neuro missing link in his head. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Anyway, well, speaking of, so Elon has been calling out uh, open AI actually on Twitter. So this has been, so, you know, we all know that, that like, uh, so open AI, they're the ones that do chat GPT um, right. their CEO, Sam Altman was actually fired recently. Yeah. Now he's back with an all he's board. back yeah. now. Yes. And then, so now, so Reuters had an inside scoop i guess somebody told them what actually was going on within open ai and why he was fired and so you know all these people said that if if he if sam is fired they're going to resign from um their job and they had like almost 500 people 500 employees sign sign this like um document saying that you know if he goes they're going to go so um yeah, so so this is this interesting article. AI researchers warned a broad of AI breakthrough ahead of CEO's outster, uh, sources say. So um, so this goes on to say ahead of uh, OpenAI CEO Sam Altman's four days in exile, several staff researchers wrote a letter to the board of directors warning of a powerful artificial intelligence discovery that they said could threaten humanity. So the previously unreported letter and AI algorithm were key developments before the boards, uh, the, before like Sam's uh, outster, Sam, Alst, uh, Sam Altman. Um, so what, what's interesting. So they're, they call this thing Q star. It's like the uh, Q with like the little um, asterisk next asterisk? to it. Yeah. So they're calling it Q star. Um, what's so what's interesting is that chat GPT isn't programmed to do complicated math, mathematical programs. So it can do like basic stuff, you know, like if you have a calculator and things like that, but not like really, really super um, in depth, complicated uh, mathematical equations. What they basically found with this Q star is that it was making breakthroughs in solving mathematical problems that it, it's never seen. Like it, it was like learning as it went along to to solve very complex mathematical problems. So the big so it doesn't sound like that much, but the problem is, is that one so like ai has like i saw this post isn't, and it was like isn't sorry isn't like having 
and I don't want to make math seem more important than it is. So I will say that mm -hmm. first, but isn't it sort of a problem that you're giving AI kind of a key to the universe if it so if it's able to solve like any mathematical problem in the entire world? This is what everyone's worried about. Like so hypothetically, if it was this advanced, so all of a sudden blockchain may not be safe. If it could figure the it's like think about like a quantum computer, right? You you it's like we we talked about it before, but a quantum quantum computer works by taking um, a possible combination for a pass password, using it, using all possible solutions all at once, and then finding the outcome of the one that works. So instead of like trying each one in a very fast paced system, which would be like how a nor normal computer would work. So it could take like for an advanced complicated code, it could take like two years for a normal computer to, to figure it out. Now, the problem with this thing is that now if it's trying to figure out, or if it could figure out mathematical equations related to blockchain or cryptocurrency or transactions, or even possible military codes, all these things, then this becomes, <laughs> yeah, it's got, it's got access to the nukes now. That's exactly it. It would have access to everything. And then depending on how this thing is programmed, if 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 it feels threatened, like, oh, maybe like, you know, these people are going to shut me yeah, off. If it feels threatened, it can math its way out of any problem. And what if it launched nuclear nuclear codes and then it's like, boom, you know, like literally, no pun intended there. But, but uh, yeah, so, you know, it's funny because like, I've never really, like we, the last show we had, I was like, yeah, I'm not really worried about like a Terminator-esque kind of scenario, but but it's like now that, you know, the, these AIs are getting more advanced. And, and the, the thing is, so the reason why Sam was, was fired is because he figured this out and he didn't tell the board. So he was trying to hide it according to the sources. Well, and you then mean he was trying to hide that his robot was figuring out very complex mathematical yes. problems. Yeah, he did. He, he was worried that it would get out. And so but wait the, a minute. So then how is it that he gets fired, but then he comes back and he has an all new board? Does he have an all new board? Yeah, he basically got rid of the entire board that had those oh. concerns and he has an all new board. Yeah, and that was the guy sense. that was hiding. You know, this, yeah, that that's exactly it. So um, <laughs> that's Sam crazy. Alton is the head of Skynet. Yeah. So so um, in this one article, it says, you know, this system could be smart enough to perform any task which human beings can perform. If this goal is ever achieved, it could effectively lead to the jobs of almost all human beings being replaced by AI eventually. So now granted, like, you know, something physical, maybe not, but in a sense of, of like so yeah, many other, no way for humans aspects. to work. Like then the you're dead, right? Humans are dead. There's no way to work. You'd have to be supplemented by government. Typically governments that, that take care of your social well-being don't really go well. That never goes well when a government is taking care of everyone's social well-being. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't mix those things. Yeah. So I don't we'll think this see. is going to, I don't, yeah, I don't think this is going to get that much further. Hopefully it won't. Um, it, uh, the, they're, they're, I mean, if it does, we're dead. Yeah. 
almost this is why <laughs> this is why uh yeah so elon has actually been making a lot of posts about this and talking about it and um saying he, he's very concerned about the direction of this now that all of this came out and you know he 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 always has been concerned about ai but it's kind of like you know his stance was like you know it's going to come out no matter what but i think the 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 essence is like who's programming it and the ethics behind this but you know, you know Mike, what, when, you know what's going to happen elon's going to snap and he's going to put Neuralink in himself before it's ready like before it's completely ready and he's going to load chat gpt into the into the Neuralink chip in his brain. And then he's going to control all of chat GPT and all of the AIs on the planet. And he's going to become like a super Elon. So every time we'd be speaking to the internet, it's like Elon's you're response. Speaking to Elon. Brain. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're speaking into a microphone and you're like, Hey, Elon. Oh no, that's crazy. So anyway, yeah, well, hopefully, I mean, I really hope that these things, I, I, but it, it, I don't know what's scarier, what we do know about AI or what we don't know about AI. <laughs> so, um, well, AI okay, again, and quantum computers working together is a very scary combination. Again, though, I would have to say um, the military is always 100 years ahead. True. So they've already done this. They've worked it out and they have stuff already. So they have super... Yeah, super ai that would come in and take care of these things. you would think but at the same time i almost think that the ai the the development of it and what's happening in the in the ai sphere is almost kind of different than the technology with the military yeah i mean you know obviously darpa created the internet they, they've always been using these ai programs and stuff but I, but like Google and Microsoft and like Apple are getting so massive and so big that, I mean, like realistically, if, you know, if you really want to know who's running the, the, the internet, because you know, the internet's just the internet. It just exists in this like world, but like Google now like owns most of the servers that the internet is being run on and yeah, ran and on. <laughs> yeah. So now, now it becomes kind of like scary when you think about it in that sense. It's like, you know, part of the internet could like just disappear if Google decides like, oh, well, you know, we don't want these websites running anymore or, you know, we want to direct traffic this way or we want people to see this or that or we want to hide this. So I think that's where the scary part is. And, you know, using AI in this regard, it, it, it's like it's it's almost bypassing i think what some of the like the military's mo i think mostly using us to like spying and just like figuring out what's going on with probably everybody in the world and then like google and all these things are kind of taking it to a next level it's like they're just sending all their like the most advanced programmers they have to like come up with stuff and figure out you know what how can we push this even further and they have the money to do it. So, I mean, granted, like the military is the military, but, you know, they have to have like budget plans and everything in place where it's like Google and Apple are trillion dollar companies at this point. Yeah, that's the scary part. But so we'll see. Hopefully, um, I, I, I mean, granted, kind of like 
taking a step back, you know, like we always say, like, I believe God is in control of all this, all this stuff. And so I don't believe it would get so out of hand where AI would completely take over and destroy the human race. Like, I just don't see that happening. So it's a, it's a stretch. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I of course, agree. you know, I'm saying that with full knowledge that, you know, those are famous last words, you know, people denying that that could happen. Of course it could happen. I just think that there's another plan here. Yeah. I think there's another plan alongside all of this that I just don't think it's going to get that much further because of that. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, speaking of all of those tech companies and stuff, Ben, did you hear that the heads of every tech company that the, you know, all those people that had dinner with Xi Jinping, the next day they pulled all their ads from Elon Musk's ex. Yeah. And they all somehow magically continued, though, to support TikTok, which is CCP owned. And Facebook, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. it's Facebook. Right? Facebook, yeah, and Instagram. But yeah, they all pulled from, from X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> but it's, it, 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 yeah. I mean, it just shows like how much influence China is still having over um, especially American companies. Is this a CBS News um, ad? Just wondering. I think, wait, you just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> I made Rob disappear instead of my issue with the ad. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. It was just it, CBS was their AI was just taking over for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, you would think that someone would also develop some kind of AI system that would be very beneficial to humanity and good. And maybe those two AI systems could like. I just know, think every single politician that is trying to support Xi Jinping right now, you are courting death. Like we're yeah, talking about the CCP. These are really bad guys in history. Even our politicians, a lot of our politicians are clear that these guys are dangerous. And all of you corporations are just trying to prop up the CCP, like the CCP that's that's responsible for well yeah. over 100 million deaths. The CCP where like hundreds of millions of people's lives are in danger right now every day and many of them dying right now because of how they handled the COVID situation and you're propping them up. Like these corporate heads are really, really, really just like they're so smart. They're stupid. These are like very unintelligent people if they're doing that. Well, I, th I think the main thing is like they just th they're only looking at dollar signs and um, what dollar signs? What the CCP's funds are gone. Well, gone. I mean, or it could be like blackmail. Is bribery. it blackmail? I mean, there yeah. could be a lot of the stuff involved, you know, I mean. Because all the all, but but yeah, it's true. Like the CCP is like crumbling and they're losing money, but all these tech companies are still getting everything's produced inside China. So, granted, they're trying, you know, Apple's like now trying to. I mean, they, they said that like a year, like what, six months ago, but I mean, I haven't seen any update to this day about it. I almost think they they said this. And we're just like, well, let it blow over for a few months and people will forget about it. And we'll just go right back to going with China. Do you know what's so crazy? Like today, you know how they call Xi Jinping Winnie the Pooh? Mm -hmm. 
everybody call like like that's what you call he looks like Xi Jinping too. if you want to make fun of him, right? Mm -hmm. I saw this new series on Peacock that they just released, and it was called Winnie the Pooh, and it was a horror movie. Horror movie, yeah. Winnie the Pooh is like a like a like a an it character, like yeah. a, a terrifying, murderous, like horror. Yeah, like you know why character. they were able to do that? So why? Winnie the Pooh's uh, mm. copyright from the original, original Blood Winnie and Honey. <laughs> yeah, Blood and Honey. So the, ori the original <laughs> Winnie the Pooh copyright expired. So Winnie the Pooh, the original Winnie the Pooh, not not the not the character we kind of know. The original one was drawn a little bit differently, mm -hmm. and that's now in public domain. Anybody can use that now. The only wow. thing, because it, it came out in 2000, or, I'm sorry, 1922, I think. It look, was at, when, look at the, wait, wait, go, yeah. go to the summary of the show. Go back there. Oh, man. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you got to read this. I was just, okay. After yeah. Christopher Robin <laughs> abandons them for college, Pooh and Piglet embark on a bloody rampage as they search for a new source of food. <laughs> so it's crazy ridiculous. it's insane it's really ridiculous yeah um so yeah that's why they were able to do that and they were they actually were making the movie before the copyright even expired so they can like put it out as soon as the copyright expired that's like <laughs> seriously like yeah so so i looked in so this is why disney is freaking out because the original steamboat willie mm -hmm. the copyright's going to expire next year and, and they can't do anything about that. You they are it. they are fighting tooth and nail. Now it's only the Steamboat Willie, the original concept of of Mickey Mouse. So you can't use the current version of Mickey Mouse. You, well, but, they're probably freaking out too, though, because anyone yeah. can make like lewd cartoons because they didn't. No, it's, they don't. They don't care about that. What they care about is merchandise. They don't want anyone uh, making exactly. money off this stuff. I can see that. So they, the, you know, because now all of a sudden these like, you know, tourist shops that have nothing to do with Disney can all of a sudden put Mickey Mouse everywhere on, on, you know, they can just be like, hey, I'm going to get, I'm going to order, you know, thousands of mugs from China with this Mickey Mouse logo on it. And now I can, I can sell it without worrying about like getting, you know, getting fined or anything else. So that's what they're most concerned about. But the, the, the difference is like you wouldn't be able to create a show that's similar to what Mickey Mouse is. You, you, could, you would have to do it so it's like very different. That's why they made Winnie the Pooh a killer because you're, no one's going to associate it with the original Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> so, anyway, All right, well, we're off topic, but this is know, back, to the, back to the corporate, <laughs> all these corporations, right? A lot of them. The, the heads of these corporations are in Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley is right near San Francisco, as you know, right? Yeah. Now, I don't know if you knew this, Ben, but crime in San Francisco is so bad now I know it's that bad. there are actual <clears throat> pirates in the Bay. That, I like, <laughs> normally I wouldn't believe it, but <clears throat> because of San Francisco, dude, San Francisco is like worse than and then, um, Portland, I've heard. It's like, oh, yeah, no, San so Francisco bad. is is the source of Portland's insanity. <clears throat> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there there he is. Um, one of the pirates in San Francisco right there. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so what they're doing, Ben, is 
they're actually like stealing boats. So these homeless people are stealing these boats and then going out into the water, mm. parking them in different places, living on them. I mean, it's really weird. So these are just like uh, criminals, basically. Yeah, this is actually really funny. So the reality is anything but romantic. The so-called pirates are nothing like the real Oakland Raiders, as one <laughs> newspaper headline put it. These people are just common criminals living on illegal anchor off vessels, committing robberies within the San Francisco Bay. Anchor offs or anchor outs are boats that are illegally anchored without a permit. This past summer, a spree of robberies plagued the 800 foot wide estuary involving stolen motorboats that were used to prey on larger vessels and marinas. There is a criminal element that shows up that's not just living on these boats anchored out, Mr. DeLapp told the Epoch Times. They get really aggressive going out at night into marinas and stealing equipment off boats, stealing boats out of the marinas. So for a couple of months, boats that's were crazy. being stolen every day and brought over to a homeless encampment. <clears throat> And the problem yeah. is that they've, I mean, the whole defund the police aspect of it, you know, so I mean, boats are very expensive and there's probably a lot less police monitoring that whole area because you you have the police and the Coast Guard that, that, that should be looking into these things. But, you know, it's it, they also probably are unfortunately are probably like, you know, they're so overworked and underpaid at this point and probably... Yeah. I know I actually know for a fact that a lot of police officers in San Francisco have moved to other areas or completely retired. So they 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 are there's a lot less police force than there was, you know, prior to like all this stuff that was going on and prior to COVID and everything else. So it's just like one of those things where they're probably like, sorry, there's not much we can do about this, you know? It's yeah. like tell your politicians to 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 start making changes <laughs> yeah i mean when are they gonna really wake up stems from yeah, what, like when are they gonna wake up and actually do i mean look at that 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 whole state is just it's like the worst state in the entire country in terms of this stuff you've got gavin newsom in there yeah. governing and then like every politician in there is just like going along with this whole thing and it's creating a massive issue like I mean, I wouldn't even imagine like how many people like think about how expensive the real estate is over there. We have some of the most wealthy people in the entire country living in that area. Like how much longer are they going to take this before they can't anymore? Right. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but they can't they couldn't. They sh I mean, you can't endure that for this long, you know? No, you can't. You can't at all. <sighs> nope. Uh, I, I don't know either. I mean, um, I mean, and then, and like with San Francisco in particular, you have whole foods shut their doors because they were, they were having so much problems of, um, yeah, target, of target's energy. gone from there, right? Target. I, well, I think, and like, I know they Walmart closed. target and whole foods specifically closed down. I don't know like how many targets closed, but all these stores were having issues because they were, having so much um, product being stolen and everybody was coming you in. Can't, you can't do anything and, about it. And there, there was just like based on the laws in San Francisco there, it was like, yeah, shoplifting was not really getting 
it, it, it's like, again, you have, you have less police. They're focusing on like the really big stuff. So therefore it's like these stores were kind of left on their own to handle it, you know, and then they can't use any kind of lethal. I, I don't, and I don't mean lethal as in like, you know, killing people or shoplifting. That's not what I mean, but they just can't use like even grabbing somebody is, or like is, using a taser or whatever. Yeah. Any of it. it. It's, it's all looked down upon and frowned upon and police officers are going they're, like they're using some kind of force on somebody. That person is suing them and they're the ones going to um, not to say, I don't know about going to jail, but they're the ones getting fined. They're the ones going to court and being sued. And it's like, yeah, what's no the one point wants to deal with this? Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, I, I feel like we're back at the wild, wild West in these in California again. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. Good analogy. <laughs> Literally is the wild, wild, the West. wild, homeless West, <laughs> wild, homeless West. Yeah. There's so it's like, it, who knows what what's like really and you know what's going on behind the scenes in san francisco is like i, I would really like to know more about that yeah and you know so. i don't know if you, you i think you might have watched this but elon musk was interviewed by joe rogan a couple of weeks ago did you watch yeah that? i saw half of it i didn't watch the whole thing he so elon talks about san francisco, san francisco. specifically yes, I did that and mm -hmm. he, he's basically just like, it's this, it's the source of the mind virus was what he said. Yeah, that's, that is. He called it the mind virus. And he was like, yeah, he's like that place. He like, when I got there, it was really nice. And like, he's now, like, now look at it. Like you can't even do anything there. You know, it's like, it's terrible. I mean, who would want to open a business in Portland or San Francisco right now? Right. You know, I mean, seriously. Um, and it's still the, the prices are Rogan looks like Hulk Hogan in that. That, that uh, was during hall that was during halloween yeah so that's why joe rogan is all dressed up but i don't know what he was supposed to be though is he supposed to be hulk hogan <laughs> i don't know He's, oh i think it was a specific baseball player or something i don't know i could be wrong could be he man <laughs> could be he man he should he should have totally went for he man he wore that too, like some sports game too and everyone thought he was like there as a disguise so no one would see and recognize him Probably a little bit of both that and Halloween. <laughs> there was a photo of him sitting in the in the bleachers uh, with that wig on and everything. That's, great. Like, That's hilarious. That's funny. That's so funny. So. All yeah, right. So one more thing before we head over to Rise.TV. So there's been a growing advancement in AI. And uh, Bill Gates says it could lead to a three day work week, basically. Okay, so it, in the near term, the productivity gains you get from AI is very exciting, he said. It's taking away part of the drudge work. Mr. Gates pointed to an example in which AI would likely be used in the near future, such as for medical professionals who are required to fill in paperwork. In this case, AI could be used to listen in and help fill the paperwork instead, effectively replacing the individual's workload. Mr. Gates did not specify exactly what the AI software would listen in on. <laughs> of course he wouldn't. Ah, that's funny. Quote, if you zoom out, the purpose of life is not just to do jobs. So if you eventually get to a society where you only have to work three days a week or something, that's probably okay. If the machines can make all the food and the stuff, we don't have to work as hard. Yeah. I mean, how are people going to work? and? Dude, make they, a living. I mean, this is 
this is the future, you know, oh, well, we'll provide these smart cities for you. You don't have to work as much. In, in essence, it's just a prison. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. Um, yeah, it really would be. Prison. It's a socialist it, it, prison. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, um, very similar to like what's going on like, you know, the districts and hunger games. Like, I, I just feel like this is what would end up happening and you kind of become part of that system. Yeah. And it's funny. It's like the AI, it's the, it's the technology that's enslaving us. Yeah. They took a completely different route here in the West, like in the, in the East, they just took it over with military force. They were like, hmm, this didn't work as well as we needed it to. So let's change your strategy a little bit and have everyone adopt the items that will slave, enslave them. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like, you know, a, a lot of people are asking, like, why are they allowing, like, all this stuff in San Francisco to happen and in Portland and everything? It's like they, they, want, they, they want these cities to crumble and fall apart. So then they can come in with the solution, which is the 15 minute cities and, and, and say like, Hey, you know, clearly this wasn't working out. Let's try a new system and have this, see if this works out. And I, I think this is what they would end up doing. And, and then already they're trying to, um, this is something that Biden wants to pass actually put kill switches in cars. So oh, yeah, like, the, yeah, it was Klaus Schwab that Klaus Schwab. Yeah. He, okay. well, he, he well but i think biden wants to do that i just think yeah well, well they, they are trying to make this a um uh a law i guess you could say that in the future cars will have a kill switch on it so um dealers so that the government can control that too basically the government can control it if you're like you know oh wait no too many people on the road you know we're gonna like uh we're not we're not yeah, yeah. whatever it is now these you know? thousands of people just can't get to work and get any money but you don't have to job. because you can work less or you can, you know, work from home and be happy and know nothing. And it's like, don't worry, you know, like you work for the system. We'll provide you with everything you need. But you know, we'll what's also funny is like, cut you off at any point in time. When you talk to like people that are our parents age, their their reaction is like, I feel so bad for our children. I'm just glad I won't be here to see it. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's like. You know, well, I, really I, was actually, I was actually thinking about this too, like the eighties. I'm like, man, you know, I can't believe the eighties is already like 40 something years ago, 40 years ago now. Um, but, but it's like in another 40, 50 years, no one will be alive when, or, you know, let's say like 50, 60 years from now, no one's going to be alive. No one will remember what it was like living before technology before computers yeah we're the last of them dude we're we're the last so you know after like are the people from living in the 80s and 90s like after everyone well, like i mean even we had technology like we were the birth yeah, technology like, like vcrs tv it was like they right. were all really coming in but we saw it all happen like, but, but like, yeah, and we, but we didn't have like social media, right? No. So we understand what it was like before social media. Imagine in the future where no one will remember that. And then it's like, it kind of scares me because then it's like, what are people going to be taught as the past for people who aren't there anymore? And well, they I can mean, literally can just that now, though. 
I mean, yeah, no one they remembers. are doing it now. Like e even like World War, you can go back to World War Two, right? Like the last people yeah. that lived through World War Two are now. Well, it's like, know, like 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 us trying to remember what happened in Rome. Like no one remembers what happened. It, it just it doesn't. No one remembers. Like yeah, even and then people, they burned all the books to like probably explain the actual story. Yeah, well. like, it's like they do this yeah all the time. It's weird. It's tiring. That's why the Vatican is like we gotta you know. I mean that I mean that's why the elite feel like they have all their knowledge because you know they probably do have access to books that we don't have access to that they can learn from but it's just it doesn't really matter anyway it, it's all past human knowledge and eventually i feel like everything will yeah you know i mean this is the reason you guys watching right now this is the reason we're doing this show is because right. yeah somebody has to talk about things outside of the of the current flow the paradigm and the way that this is all going like there are mm -hmm. There are things outside of technology and these crazy social forces that make human beings amazing and that make life amazing. And we've got to, we can't forget that stuff. We have to remember it. True. So, yeah. yeah. So if you're, if you guys are at home and you're watching right now and you want to do something about this, please think about supporting rise.tv um, and, and getting a subscription uh, so that we can make more content and help. Honestly, I'm not just saying this, like our mission is to actually help human beings with this stuff because we've got to remember the past, remember real history, talk about history and work out some of these, some of these existential things um, that are a part of human life. So mm -hmm. um, we're actually going to head over to rise.tv now. Uh, and over there, we're going to have a dig deep Q&A. Um, and then we're going to do the top 10 weirder news of the week, which is hilarious every week. And mm -hmm. we've got an awesome community over here um, at rise.tv. Everybody's awesome. Um, come chat with them. Come hang out. Um, and yeah, Ben, thanks so much for being here. Lindsay, yep. thank you for everything. And we'll see you guys over on rise.tv. Sounds good. The planet is dying. Reduce, reuse, recycle. We're made to feel guilty for causing climate change. But what if this is a bigger agenda being financed by big oil itself? In Edge of Wonders explosive series, the big oil industrial complex, we ask, is it all a big scam? When it comes to oil, it does so much more than just provide our gas. Yet people know very little about how much oil goes into creating one of the biggest potential health threats on the planet right now. Plastic. Bike to work. Watch your carbon footprint. Don't use plastic straws. Are the companies pointing fingers really the ones responsible for the destruction? Why are there plastics in our blood? And if everyone cares so much, then why is there not more pressure on these massive companies to make changes? Who's really behind it all, and why are they doing this? Is the focus on profits, making these industries turn a blind eye to what they are really doing to our bodies?
Nowadays, plastic isn't everything, including all bubblegum. Get ready for an expose that will turn the oil industry on its head. You won't believe what we found. 